Welcome to Go Get Great, the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs and ambitious small business owners. I'm your host, Brittany, owner of Brittany Miller Socials and mother of three. Go Get Great is all about helping you make life and business work together. You'll learn about the fumbles that helped get me and my guests to where we are today so you don't have to make them. So come join the journey with Go Get Great. Good morning and welcome back to the Go Get Great podcast. So I just want to start by saying that today's topic might feel a little bit counterintuitive for me to be talking about since websites are not really my area of expertise. I'm not a website designer. I'm not a website developer, but there is actually a surprisingly large amount of overlap between your website and your social media content. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today, kind of sharing a social media strategist's take on website essentials and how you can build your website to actually support your goals in business and kind of leverage social media for that. So the goal of social media marketing and websites are to support your business goals, like I just mentioned. And every business is different and you have different goals depending even on the stage of business that you're in. But no matter what, one thing remains consistent and that's the need for businesses to generate revenue. Most businesses set up a website to have a dedicated location to promote their products and services, also known as generating revenue for your business. So social media doesn't have to be about that, but for most business owners, we use social media to connect with new people or potential clients and create connections with them to get them ready to work with us. So social media often acts as a mini website for your business. And while there are definitely pros and cons to operating your business without a website, It has been done before, meaning that your social media platforms are actually operating as your website, being the dedicated location for you to promote your products and services to generate revenue. So websites and social media are actually often used in tandem to drive people either from your website to your social media or from your social media to your website. And I've talked about this before. I have a free masterclass coming up and my course launching soon that extensively covers the importance of optimizing your Instagram account to act like a mini website and sales funnel for your business. So today I wanted to talk about the process in reverse about how you would use your website to drive traffic back to your social media. Now, before I dive into the specifics of how to optimize your website for this goal, I really wanna share why this is so important. So for starters, unlike social media, where you're constantly creating new content and actually giving people a reason to follow you and stick around long term, websites have often become kind of a set it and forget it project, which I don't fully agree with. Uh, you really should treat your website like a living thing in your business and update it regularly. But also as a small business owner, I do understand the from personal experience the need to complete certain tasks on your website and then move on to other projects that are gonna move the needle in your business. So circling back to what I said a minute ago, websites are often created or updated and then forgotten about for an extended period of time, which means that there's very little new or fresh or relevant content that's added unless you have a blog or podcast that you're regularly putting content out for on your website. And yes, I do recommend those. Um, But what that means is that there's very little reason for people to continue visiting your website on a regular basis. And if you were relying exclusively on your website to drive sales for your business, you'd be leaving a lot of money on the table because not everyone that visits your website is ready to purchase or book with you right away, which is really where social media and email marketing kind of come into your sales funnel in general. 
Um, and because they're the, the method or the medium, I guess, that you use to capture the potentially interested customers and clients and then continue the conversation with them until they're ready to make that purchase with you. Um, and since social media and email marketing are my jam, that's what I'm going to be talking about with you today about how you can leverage your website to drive people to your social media and your email list so that you can continue that conversation and you're not leaving money on the table because you've now given people a way to continue the conversation until they get to the point where they're ready to make that sale or that purchase. So with that in mind, hopefully you're starting to see how a social media strategist can actually speak about websites because they are very interconnected and related. So let's go ahead and start with some of the, what I consider the most seen and least utilized locations for social media links and email marketing. So all of the suggestions that I talk about today are really just how you can use or where you can put social media links and email marketing opt-in signup forms on your website. Uh, I definitely have opinions and preferences about other things that should be included, but today I just kind of want to stick to the basics about what you can be doing to make sure that you are giving people the opportunity to continue that conversation. So the first one is your header and footer. So like I said, probably the most seen places on your website because they literally live on every single page, but I've seen so many websites that do not use these to promote their social media. So I do think that you should include your social media icons in both the header and the footer. Uh, because it, the footer specifically, uh, like your header is great and that's kind of a nice place if people navigate to your website, they might want to see social media icons there. But the footer specifically is sometimes the last thing people see before they navigate away from your website because they've scrolled to the bottom of the page and they're like, okay, cool. I either don't need any more information or I didn't find what I was looking for and I'm not interested in going anywhere else. So you should be using that to either continue the conversation on social media by having your social media links, or even one step above that, you should be using it to collect email addresses. Most people are going to be too lazy once they see the footer to scroll back up to somewhere else in your website to sign up to your email list or find your social media icons. So you really wanna make sure that information is easy for them to access and like the tools are there for them to do the thing you want them to do, like sign up to your email list. So those are definitely great places for you to include that information, very easy to add, and it does translate through to every single page on your website, which is an added bonus, one quick tweak, and all of a sudden your contact information and your social media links, your email stuff, is everywhere on your website. So I definitely love including them there. Kind of related to this, um, but a little bit different. I don't know if you guys have been on my website, or seen this, but I actually have like a sidebar that shows up on the right side of my website that includes my social media links. And it scrolls with people as they're moving through my website so that they can always access my social media links. You see them sometimes more than others. So I've intentionally designed them so that they are white icons so that as you're scrolling through my website, you don't necessarily see them on any of the blocks that are white, but you'll see them on the blocks that are color. So it just doesn't feel so obnoxious that they're there all the time, but it is a kind of a great place uh, and a way to build that into your website. So the next place that you should be including information is your homepage. So I love having on my website and seeing on other people's website, like a freebie section that links to different resources that you have available for people to download. And how that kind of fits into this is 
downloading resources means that they have now given you their email address. So they are now on your email list. So those act as opt-ins. So that's definitely something that you want to be building in. I've got several different episodes of my podcast where I talk about the importance of having these free resources available and how you can like use them in your business and your email marketing strategy. So if you need some more info about that, definitely check those out. I talked about it most recently in episode 43 or 42. I will link it in the show notes where I talk about the new email marketing changes for 2024. So that's a nice place uh, for you to put the information on your homepage, having a few options for your freebies. I've also saved that block so it's really easy to add to other pages on my website because there are other spots that you can include kind of the same information. Sometimes I put it at the bottom of some of my services pages. So once you kind of design that, you can put it in other locations and utilize it in multiple ways. But having the actual block that lists your free resources is a great place for you to start. I've also gone a little bit more advanced with my free resources too, and I have created basically dedicated sales pages for them. So there's a specific page for each of the different resources that I have available that kind of highlights what people are going to learn when they download it, what the benefit or transformation is that they're going to get. Sometimes they even include testimonials that I've got back from people. So they're like full on pages on my website. Not everyone's are that fancy. Sometimes it's just like a picture with a, a title that says, you know, this is a free resource with a button and you click the button and then like a pop-up comes up for you to enter your email address. That's okay too. So it doesn't really matter how you structure it as long as the end goal is someone ends up on your email list because they want access to the freebie that you're offering. Freebies are also synonymous, <clears throat> excuse me, with lead magnets. So if you hear me talk about lead magnets and freebies, it's the same thing. So kind of the third option that you have is to use your contact page to your advantage. So you should include the links to your social media and or and actually embed your social media feed into your website, which is an option that some website providers provide. <laughs> um, so that after someone fills out their contact form, they have somewhere else to go. Or if they're not quite ready to connect with you in that way by booking an appointment or they don't have questions that they need to ask, so they don't really need to fill out the contact form to answer their questions, then you're very naturally flowing them into a different form of connection. If they fill out a contact form, you've obviously got their contact information. Check one, they're now on your email list. But if they're not ready to take that step yet, then by offering them something that feels less scary, like follow me on social media, you've now still connected with that person and captured them in a sense so that you can continue the conversation and then convert them later. So that's a great spot for it on your contact page. I also love including it, this is kind of the fourth point here, on your about page because that's a great place to start a conversation after you've shared a little bit about who you are, what you do, why you're in business. A lot of that information lives on your about page. It's very natural to invite them to follow you on social media, come say hi, share things that um, you guys share. <laughs> that sounded weird now that I'm saying that out loud. But like, what do you have in common? Like, hey, you know, if we have anything in common, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to chat about it, that sort of thing. That starts the conversation and gives them a reason to, again, follow you on social media, have that conversation, and then eventually become hopefully a client or a customer of your business. So I like including that at the bottom of my about page. It's also in the footer on that page, but I have a dedicated block too that goes on the about page with that information. So another kind of 
less popular option because not everyone does this is to include information in your blogs and podcasts. And there's like outside of the actual content that you're putting in there. Like if I was writing a blog post about uh, social media trends in 2024, it'd be really natural for me to say, if you're looking for social media support in 2024, click here to book a call with me. That would go in the actual text. But there's actually two additional ways that you can use your blog post or your podcast that lives on your website to promote your social media profiles and get people on your email list. So I just recently made this adjustment online. So if you haven't checked out my podcast episodes recently or read any of my blog posts, you should go and do that because it looks really cool now and I'm really proud of how it turned out. But you can actually use like the margins around where your podcast and blogs go to promote those things. So if you opened up a blog page and if you're watching the video of this, this may make more sense because I'm physically gesturing, but uh, you've got, you know, like your title and your image and then all of the information kind of centered on the page. And then in my case, it's down the right hand side. And it's like, here's some more information about who I am. Like, hi, I'm Brittany. You know, here's a free resource that you might be interested in, or, you know, you can follow my podcast here if you want. So I use the columns, kind of the blank white space on the edge of the page to promote the actions that I want people to take, which is to follow me on social media or to join my email list. Now, I've also gone one step above that, and I have included information below my blog and podcast posts. So I've built kind of custom blocks that go down there, again, sharing similar information. You know, if you really like this, make sure you follow my podcast for more. Um, or here's a free resource that you might find helpful if this is what you're struggling with in your business. So there's a block about that. People can click there and get on my email list that way. Uh, it actually directs them back to my freebie page and that's how they get on my email list. But there's a block for that there as well. So uh, that's one of the ways that you can leverage your blogs and your podcast posts to grow those social media followers, your email lists rather, <laughs> or your social media following. And kind of the second piece of that is if you wanted to actually create, I'm going to call them graphics, it may call them banners, but technically banners is a separate thing, but like images that promote a specific product or service or a freebie that you have, you create like a graphic in Canva and then you would put it in your blog posts, kind of like how paid advertisements would show up. So, you know, you're reading and then all of a sudden there's like a paid ads chunk, except the paid ads chunk is going to be to promote your own business. So you've designed this image that you insert into sections on your blogs or your podcast transcripts that would then link people to join your email list or to follow you on social media. So I've seen some really great examples of people using that successfully in their business. So I think that that's a really cool option and it can be related to the content of the post or it doesn't have to be. That's kind of the beauty of it because it's basically like a paid ads block divider, separator, whatever you want to call it in between the text of the post doesn't necessarily have to be related. So it gives you a way to kind of promote multiple things in your business. And it could be freebie content to get them on your email list. It could be follow you on social media, or it could be like a sales call. Like, Hey, did you know I have this low ticket downloadable resource that you can get for 29 bucks? And then sometimes you can actually convert people that way. So I like that as an option as well. Now I'm actually gonna talk about banners. <laughs> so in the world of websites, banners are those like little colored bars that show up above the 
the header on your website. So oftentimes people use those to promote like webinars and events that they're running. I've seen people that use it as like a podcast player. That's really fancy. It's actually on my to-do list to figure out how the heck they do that. because I think that's super cool. Um, I've also seen people use them to promote freebies and things like that in their business as well. So basically it's just a line of text saying, you know, hey, did you know I've got a sale going on? save 20% or get free shipping, click here to learn more sort of thing, or like click here to start shopping. So it shows up like as the top thing that people see because it's above your header. And then people can click for more information. So it's like a super, super short text-based line that can promote various things in your business. So that's an option. And then kind of in and along with that, there's pop-ups. So there's a lot of different ways you can use pop-ups. Most people have really mixed feelings about pop-ups, but the bottom line is, is that pop-ups are a very effective tool to grow your email list or to generate sales in your business, depending on the content of the pop-up. People would not still be using them if they were not effective. And I can see from the statistics on my own website that people actually fill out the, the pop-up form quite frequently to download the free resources that I have. So I'm going to continue to use them, uh, but there's different ways that you can structure it if you're one of those people that it's like, mm, I don't really know how I feel about that. So it can be a time delay. It can be based on what percentage of scroll people have on your page, or it can be what they call an exit intent. So it's only if they go to navigate away from your website that they would see it. So there's multiple ways that you can put a pop-up on your page, but the bottom line is, is that the pop-up would serve to grow your email list or drive sales for your business. Um, usually pop-ups are not used to promote social media, but they could be, I guess, if you wanted to. So banners and pop-ups are another great option. That's, if you're counting, that's the sixth, the sixth way that you can include that information on your website. Uh, so the seventh one is what I call a hidden links page. So this is basically what I use instead of like LinkedIn bio or milkshake, which I've been talking about a little bit lately. So I use that in Instagram and basically it's a custom page that I've built on my website with like quick link buttons to different places that people will go. I also give people access to like my podcast and my blog posts and things like that on that page too. So basically any reason why someone would be navigating away from Instagram to find out more information or to book a call to work with me lives on this page. It's just the beautiful thing is, is that it counts as SEO and it's on brand for my business because I've designed it in my website. So I use that. And then on this page, you'll want to include links to your other social media pages because you might be talking about, let's say, a YouTube video that you've just posted for your podcast in a post. So then people would click on the link and then they would need access to your other social media channels easily. So you can put your social media icons there for people to click on. I also include my freebies on that page too. So that's my email list sign up options again. Um, so I kind of do social media and email in a lot of different places and I use them both together, but that's one of the ways you can do it. And then this would be number eight. You could also put it on your 404 page. So this is a little bit more optional, a little bit more advanced, but if someone lands on a 404 page, that means they've either typed in an address that doesn't exist on your website anymore, it's been changed, or they have clicked on a button that is no longer active and needs to be updated. So again, this works really well if you're in website set it and forget it mode, you're not actively doing things on your website. To have this page built, that's what people will see. So it's still on brand for your business. It will redirect 
them to somewhere else instead so they don't just like click out of your website frustrated. So you can have links to like your homepage or some of your services page, but you can also include links to your social media. So, hey, so sorry, you couldn't find what you were looking for on our website. Why don't you come say hi on social media and we can get you the actual link that you were looking for, like send us a DM and we'll do that sort of thing. Or you could include, you know, hey, you didn't see this, but did you know I have these free resources that you could check out? So you could include the email opt-in for them there as well. Because whatever it was they were looking for, they are, they're not finding anyway. So you might as well give them some other options and better options of things that they can do to connect and continue the conversation with you. So those are really quick eight different ways that you can build social media and email marketing into your website so that when people visit, you're not losing them if they're not immediately ready to work with you, which is probably the most often reason people visit your website is just kind of like research and do more and do more insightful digging into like what you offer, who you are, if they maybe want to work with you, what kind of budget or pricing they would need to do that. Most people are not ready to make that purchase right away. And if their only options are to leave your website or fill out a contact form and they're not ready to fill out the contact form, like you're, you're letting your letting money, like literally just be gone. So that is why it's really critical for you to build in spots for people to follow you on social media because it's a free way to connect and continue that conversation or to join your email list so that you can send them additional communications that way and nurture that relationship. So super important for you to make sure that your website is optimized to support your business goals and growing your social media and your email marketing list. So I really hope that you guys found this episode helpful. And hopefully you guys can go in and make some of these adjustments on your website. I would love for you to send me a message on Instagram and let me know which one of these places you're going to maybe go back in and add some of this information so that it's better optimized to support your business. But until next week, I hope you guys all have a fabulous week and we will see you back on the Go Get Great podcast again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Go Get Great. I hope you found some useful tips and tricks that can help you make life and business work together. If what I said resonates with you, please share it on social media and don't forget to tag at Brittany Miller Socials so that I can celebrate you for taking those first steps towards achieving greatness. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. It takes dedication, hard work, and a lot of spirit. So don't be afraid to dream big and go after what you want. Keep striving for greatness. You get closer with every step forward, no matter how small they may seem. Until next time, go get great.